This, this, this is Leafs Nation postgame. Let's go! Brought to you by your local GTA Acura dealers. Visit yours today. trying to find Stefan Nason. That didn't work, but now brought in over the line by Sorensen. His shot is knocked away by Cam. Rebound, scores! What an awful bounce off the glass as it redirects and comes out short side. What a fortuitous bounce for sure, Jim Ralph, and the Jekyll and Hyde season continues for the Maple Leafs. They fall 4-2 Excuse me, 5-2 here in San Jose. Brought to you by your GTA Acura retailers. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 5.9 of the Fan and Leafs Radio Network. Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic with you at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stelic, where you can find us on Twitter. Many thanks to Sam McKee and Vic Palladian for their hard work behind the glass. And uh, so it continues for the Maple Leafs. There goes the three-game win streak. There goes the 11-game overall win streak against the uh, uh, the um, the San Jose Sharks and the, Cal- and, and the California teams. Yes, exactly. California Dreaming. Yeah. Yeah. So yes. Couldn't get it out. Producers were talking to me. Uh, but a 5-2 win here. Your thoughts, Gord Stella? Uh, yeah, I don't know. There's no walk to the subway. It's kind of a fun place, San Jose, to go. Uh, walk to the surrounding area. The Leafs did start on time. Thought it was a real good first period. They were down one nothing, And uh, then, you know, their skill was good enough to have it tied 2-2 in a game they had no business being in. Jack Campbell was all the difference. In the third period, they had a couple of fluke fluke goals i mean unfortunate goals some weird bounces that came back but san jose sharks deserved the game they flat out deserved the game these things uh and i don't get me wrong i don't the toronto Maple Leafs know that going into it but it's like fans getting ahead of themselves thinking these are three easy wins out in california well guess what uh you lost your first one florida won two out of three out there if you're using that as your litmus test so it puts a little bit more pressure for the maple leafs the next two games and just you started off about it's only one loss, but no, let's not get, you can't do the ebbs and flows anymore. There's been too many of those. You, you got, you got to ride this recent, this recent three game upswing. You got to keep it going. If you really think you're supposed to be in the playoffs. Gord, this is why you can't get excited for this Leafs team. I, I'm sorry. And I, I hate to be that guy every broadcast, but just the fact that again, you go into San Jose, an inferior opponent, um, you know, surely you had your mind on getting five or six points on this road trip. You're riding high after a three-game win streak, and it was a dud effort for a team who's without Tomas Hurdle, for a team who's without Eric Carlson. Uh, you're way more talented than them. I understand you got some injuries in the back end, but I, I was, you know, just watching this game, just disappointed with this game, and you can use every excuse in the book from, you know, this being in the West Coast to the loud building, but uh, I don't buy it. I mean, San Jose is not playing for much here Toronto's the better team, at least on paper right now, and they they weren't good enough. And quite frankly, you know, they they held, you know, Jack Campbell out there to drive for for most of this game, in my opinion. Yeah, it wasn't an exciting, exciting, compelling game. So when it was two two after two periods, it's that old thing. If uh, we're going to talk to Chris Johnson later on, but when we talked to Luke Fox that time in Ottawa, that wasn't a great, entertaining win, but he called it the point gathering. It looked like the Leafs were going to gather at least a point, and yeah. again. We'll be on the air for Leafs Nation post game on Thursday and Friday. It gets back here. We are like after the Carolina game, saying, "Okay, you got to do your talking on the ice once again." Just yeah. again, it, it, like they've had so many of these games when they go on the downslide that aren't even close. You're not even saying, "Wow, what a it's hell like of a broken, hockey game!" It's a broken record. Yeah, what a hell point. of a hockey game. Yeah. They only lost by one or whatever it may be. Jack Campbell was phenomenal tonight. I yeah. mean, he was phenomenal tonight for a team that was rested and get out there and all that. And again, 
The, and I, I, we got to think he's starting the next game. There's got to be something up, we believe, with Freddie Anderson because no way Freddie's going to play back-to-back. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they got, the team's got team's to flat out show up in Los Angeles and Anaheim more. Yeah. It was just disappointing. And, again, we'll go down to Chris Johnson of Sportsnet, Sportsnet.ca, and HockeyNet in Canada. He's at the SAP Center. We'll get his thoughts. Maybe he's in the same uh, angle and feeling we are on this hockey game as the mood now shifts over to Los Angeles starting on Thursday night. But, uh you know, that's my, you know, summary of this game. The fact that, you know, the Maple Leafs, the better team, they came to play early on. Like, I like their first period, and yep. then something happened between the first and second period where they were destroyed in the second. Outshot 18-6, to six, as you referenced, still found a way to be tied after 40. And then, Gord, here we go again. I don't know how many times we've had this conversation this year. My issue is not surrounding the first goal. The issue is more so with the flurry of goals. And it happened again in this one, 50 seconds the fourth line, Stefan Nason is sixth, and Evander Kane wrapped it up. And you said it while we were watching that this game's over. I felt that way. I know the broadcasters on TV felt a different way. The air was sucked out of the Maple Leafs, the second goal. And that's what worries me the most is I understand goals are going to happen. It stopped the run. We we talk about that a lot, you know, breaking down the NBA and basketball and, and lacrosse. But it just happens way too fre- frequently, from my opinion, where the Maple Leafs start to a flurry of goals in like a three-minute span. Yeah. The, uh, when you get a goal, the big thing is you don't let them answer so quickly. You don't yeah. give up flurries of goals. They had that, what, league high, except for except for Detroit, who was the worst team in the league, about giving up three goals in a period. You know, on and on and on. And and this is going to be a disappointing regular season regardless. It's going to be an inexcusably disappointing regular season if they don't make the playoffs. And tonight they played again like that team that you wonder if they are going to make the playoffs. Now, because of Florida's ineptness and the Leafs week last week, that, you know, they've got a little bit of a cushion that way. Even the even the sweet stat that we thought was going to was going to bring them a win, we didn't know how, but when Marner got that highlight reel goal to tie it 2-2, quickly Stevie fell in our stats whiz, reminded us that when Marner and Matthews score in the same game, the Leafs are 24-1-2. and two. They don't I have an update, Gord. Once out of 27 games before that. Can you update it now? It's now 24-2-2. Two and two. In 28 games. So you played one game tonight, so 27 plus 1, 28. Yes, okay. the math. Yes, correct. So, um, yeah, so even that, even that kind of little quirky stat in their favor um, didn't work out. And it wasn't the big guns for San Jose that scored, by and large. Evander Kane played a hell oh, of a he game. He was a beast. Tonight. He scored yeah. twice. Yeah. And I will say... Like San Jose did outplay them. Fifth goal was an empty netter, but yeah. two of the four were weird goals that just they came off the netting. Uh, one hit the official and then was put in on a uh, a bad angle, and then the other one it just came off the screen. The screen so fast and came right in front of the net, and Jack Campbell had looked behind to see where it was. So they were real a couple of real little bit lucky goals, unfortunate ones for the least, but really. Uh, they were just fortunate that Jack Campbell kept him in the game because point-blank scoring chances he, he stopped were a plenty. The fix is in, Gord. And rather than just continuing this conversation, I, I feel like every other game we've talked about, like, where do you go from here? But whatever. We'll, we'll see what Leafs team wants to show up on Thursday at Staples Center against the Los Angeles Kings. We talked about it going into this broadcast. You can't sleep on any opponent in this league. I don't care if it's San Jose. Maybe you can sleep on Detroit. But, I mean, they're covering spreads left and right. But it's just the disappointments at an all-time high for this season. You you can't just continue to hammer that home. So let's talk about some positives. Yeah, well, not an all-time high. There's been the, uh, there's a disappointment all-time high. There's been way more disappointing Recency, seasons. We'll call it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No. My no, all-time no, high or my all-time low was two weeks ago when they lost to a Zamboni driver. Well, man. the uh, and I, I think Sheldon Keefe's line has encapsulated before the before their break about being an immature team, and that's just it. They there's just a. 
immaturity part. The urgency's not there, Gord. Well, that, right? Those are the kinds of things about being mature, just to understand. And I got to say, he's a great leader, and he got him going there. John Tavares, wow, was he invisible or what? Uh, I mean, it's like he took the booing to heart. He gets booed in San Jose because that was one of the suitors that he had turned down to uh, in free agency to come to Toronto. So that line in general, I didn't think was particularly good in this game, even on the power play. Like I understand San Jose has got the best PK unit in the league, but you got to move the puck a bit more. Like it was just so predictable from a, a PK standpoint in this game. And the Maple Leafs have been complacent at points times this season when it comes to the power play. We get it. They got a lot of skill, but Gordon, instead of going in between your legs in front of the net, just put it on net. Like th- this is not... George Vesna, this is Martin Jones who could be bought out in the summer. I know he's coming off a shutout, but I would pepper this guy with shot left and right. We talked about this in the Davis Air, David Ayers broadcast. The guy took a vacation in the third period. And again, not to harp on the same old story, but he's a beer league goalie and they pumped seven shots on the guy. You know, like can't believe he hasn't got a start since David Ayers. Um, <laughs> Martin Jones played really well tonight, though. I will say that he yeah. played really well. But uh, yeah, just uh, it was our keys to victory at the start of the game. And uh, that was one set the tempo because if you set the tempo and you heard Jim Ralph just articulated at the end that if you get on them early when they're out of the playoffs, then it, it's just like this heavy, heavy burden they're carrying. And they go, oh, my God, let's get this game over. Let's try to make it respectable. Let's not get hurt on and on. Then all of a sudden uh, it's going well for you. You're having fun. You're playing loosey-goosey because it's a season that hasn't gone well. So enjoy one tonight. And uh fire uh, on Martin Jones for the Maple Leafs. Let's get that firepower going because he is a guy. He's one of the reasons they've had a real disappointing season, even though he was a big reason they made it to the final just a couple of years ago. We did see one of the goals of the year, Gord. Uh, that's a, that's a strong point of this hockey game. Mitch Marner going in between the legs, beating Martin Jones five hole. Austin Matthews had one and one. He's four away from 50. So there are positives, uh, I think from personal standpoints, but at this point, with 15 games remaining, we, we we just wonder about the Stanley Cup playoffs, A, getting in. Will they do anything in the Stanley Cup playoffs? And nothing, quite honestly, I've seen in the last 20 games leads me to believe even if they make the playoffs, they're going to do anything substantial. Well, that that's what you certainly can read from the regular season yeah. period. But again, once we get there, I will. we can chat about that. And we just look at Tampa Bay and Columbus last year for the unthinkable and uh, we can chat about that. But the way they've played, by and large, regular season this year, uh, you would think at least they won't worry about going to seven games because it won't get that far. But <laughs> It'll go to four games. If they get their bleep together and they're getting the goaltending they're getting, uh, you never know. But th- this is the thing. I, I love the line, immature. I don't like the fact he had to use that line, yeah. but, I, but I like that line, and that's the part they got to grow up. It's not like they're insolent or anything like that, but they just they got to grow up. To me, what's missing, and again, we've used this word a lot, is the urgency. Like, you you see teams that stop the bleeding in this league, and it's always the upper echelon teams. Like, St. Louis was sputtering, you know, three weeks ago. They're on a red-hot streak right now, but they stopped the bleeding. The urgency's in their game. Their leaders step up. Like, I thought Matthews was good in this game. Marner was good. Tavares had his issues. But sometimes you got to will your team to victory, even in games like this in San Jose, a loud building. Use your excuses. But... You've got to go on an elongated run, and and I feel like they squandered an opportunity. They won three in a row. You're in San Jose. You're in L.A. next in Anaheim. Like that's to me, you have to find a way to create some separation. But we talked about on Leaf Station pregame. You you aptly brought it up. This Leafs team. I, I mean, they got to make things interesting all the time, right? So they got a five point gap on Florida. The Panthers have that game in hand again. Yeah, yeah, they do. And again, we'll have to wait. We'll be on. Yeah. We'll talk about it Thursday, Friday. But I like your word about urgency because I wouldn't say, you know, they don't have heart. They don't care. All yeah, those I kinds don't of buy things. That. I mean, it's just about, yeah, this this element about 
grasping McKay, that part. This is happening. You guys can miss the playoffs, right? And they don't. They play like they don't realize that. That's my. Um, yeah, I guess they play like that. I'm sure they do realize. It, but you're right. It's yeah. just there, there's there's too many of these really disappointing flat games. Like, so the last loss. What was the last loss that you said? That was a hell of a hockey game. There's been some, but there haven't been a ton of them. And I can't I, remember one. And I can remember being with real bad teams that you just fell short, right? You actually, you know, it got frustrating because you you, you rack up look. a lot of losses and that and the number of the games you were in and all those kinds of things, and, and it just didn't happen. But, uh, yeah, you're looking back. It's like been some impressive wins. Uh, the you know the, the uh, Dallas one, a three-two loss to Dallas. Thought the Maple Leafs were decent. In that yeah, there game. we go. They were down three, no, down three, nothing. Kyle Clifford, yeah, uh, started a fight and they came back. So that would be, be the one recently that I can remember. But or the one at the Bell Center, the one you took in. Kovalchuk scored no T. Remember that game? Yeah, but they were so bad in the third period, yeah, though. Sure. That, that, you know they they well, they got one shot. They got one shot. They got the the, the Rangers won five three. That's when Hutchinson that was his last game. Uh, the Panthers won. That's when Anderson got hurt. Like we're going way. Yeah, back. no, I know, no, I know. Whenever you whenever you see a game, you feel like barfing. Yeah. You know, you see like if you're a Leaf you're fan, right, you're, 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 like you're saying like, oh my I'm god, almost like, you, you start know, getting a headache and start shaking your head again. We're you're right. I, I'm never at a loss for words. I'm like sort of speechless on what to say because we've had this conversation so frequently on these airwaves that I, I again, I have no clue what Leafs team is going to come out on Thursday. Um, you know, they, they've said, you know, they use the terminology themselves, the brain trust, Jekyll and Hyde. It really is true about this team because, Gord, you look on paper, you look at moments like Mitch Marner, the movie pulls out, Matthews, how great of a player he is, Tavares, and you wonder why can't this team put a long stretch together of consistent hockey? And I get it. I mean, you do have Marty Marincin, three-game point streak, Justin Hall, guys playing up the lineup. But I can't use injuries as an excuse because you look around this league, every team is ravaged by injury. Yeah, and uh, again, we're making Morgan Riley and Cody Ceci look like Norris Trophy winners <laughs> where they've actually both had ordinary seasons. But last but the, year, but, Riley but was could, in the combo. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. And, and, I, and I, I firmly believe I'm huge on Morgan Riley, yeah. really big on Morgan Riley, as you are, mm-hmm. and that something was ailing him before so hopefully this recent injury gives him a chance to heal completely. Yeah. And if they're back next week, that's that's huge. Because Travis Derman had a tough game tonight. And just in general, you know, when Tyson Berry's playing 27 minutes, it's good. He's contributing and playing more in that. But it just shows how they are out of whack defensively. And and that's where they really, you know, get the puck out and those little breakdowns came. They had some offensive, you know, like uh, shifts where they were moving it around. The wizardry was phenomenal. Well, it's because San Jose is going to play wide open. Right? Yeah, you but know? it was, you know, phenomenal in that. And and for a while, that was good enough to have a, a 2-2 tie going into the third period in a game that you'd really been outplayed in the second period. And again, we saw this story, and maybe it was just the hockey gods uh, making a workout for San Jose after they grossly outplayed Toronto in the second out, shooting them 18-6 to to get three unanswered goals in the third period en route to a 5-2 win here against the Maple Leafs. Again, three-game win streak over. Next up... In Los Angeles, the beginning of a back-to-back Los Angeles and Anaheim coming up on Thursday night. It's Nick Alberga and Gord Stellick coming up. It is Chris Johnston of Sportsnet, Sportsnet.ca and Hockey Data Canada. We'll hear from Sheldon Keefe later on. We'll go inside the locker room and break down this 5-2 loss to the San Jose Sharks. At the Golden Muzzy, at Gord Stellick on Twitter. And you're listening to Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 5.9 of the Fan, brought to you by your GTA Acura retailers. We need to talk about what just happened. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590, The Fan, and the Leafs Radio Network. All right, welcome back to Leafs Nation postgame, brought to you by your GTA Acura retailers, breaking down a 5-2 loss in Northern California to the San Jose Sharks. It's Nick Alberga and Gord Stellick with you at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stellick. 
Sam McKee and Vic Palladian behind the glass. And so the three-game win streak over. And again, three unanswered goals um, by the San Jose Sharks in the third period. Uh, the difference in this game and a 5-2 win uh, for San Jose against the Maple Leafs. Yeah, and uh, we're going to hear from some of the players. We mentioned we're going to hear from Sheldon Keefe and chat with Chris Johnston. But it's funny, as we've articulated, Nick, that the you know it's the, 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 the frustrating thing is, as we're going to hear from the players – it's almost like you don't want to hear from them anymore about games like this because we're tired of games like this. If the losses were close and exciting, you could talk about, wow, what a great play. What about this? What about that? And wow, and they got the lucky goal, whatever, and all that stuff or fortunate goal. But instead it's like, okay, yeah, we just didn't show up and we, <laughs> we lost to a team we shouldn't have lost to. But uh, let's hear from the uh, dynamic duo. And they are a dynamic duo who got both the Toronto Maple Leaf goals. Yeah, I'm curious what they're going to say tonight because, again, this is almost a broken record, these type of efforts where it's not even really close. And a 5-2 win here for San Jose. We'll start with Mitch Marner. He scored a beauty in this game. We're going to hear this call coming up later on as well. But his 16th of the season, here were the thoughts of Mitchell Marner. Felt like you guys uh, I mean, uh, that, most of that second period, they dominated us. They, they did what they wanted to, and we won enough puck battles. I mean, the only reason we really had a chance going into that third period was because of, of uh, Jack. So um, he played great tonight, like usual, for us, and made us feel comfortable, got us through that second period and that third. Um, just gave too many chances. We weren't stopping on pucks. We weren't being strong enough on pucks, and came back to haunt us. Is this team still learning that consistency and that, that pushback when things sometimes go wrong? Um, I mean, uh, I think it's just, just the consistency of every shift. It's just knowing that you want to watch guys go on before you and battle, get in lanes. Um, you know, coming into this game, we talked about how they have one of the best, if not the best guy getting pucks too. And, um, you know, when that's happening, we know their game plan is going to be trying to get those pucks through and tips, high tips, low tips. Uh, when you guys get in lanes, when you guys a sacrifice for each other and, um, I think uh, that's something that we're just missing is just guys need to buy in more and get themselves ready. What made Jones so difficult here tonight, to, uh, albeit despite the goal you did score? Yeah, uh, I mean, they did a great job of holding their line. Uh, we know that we knew that coming into this game, but like I said, it's just uh, not strong enough on pucks getting a pass or D on the blue line. or When we are getting inside, we, we just weren't cycling enough and creating enough chances around their net, and um, that comes back to bite you eventually. So. We're a team that, uh, if we control the puck well enough, we should have a lot of ozone time through games and, and tire out the other team's best lines by just playing in their own zone. And um, something we've got away from recently, and just got to make sure we get back on track with that. What did you see on your goal? Um, yeah, it was. I'm not sure who quick, who did the quick up. I don't know if it was. Rosie. Yeah, um, it was a great pass by him. I uh, went to Matt's. Honestly, wasn't. We both weren't sure if it was offside or not, so we were nervous about that, but. Um, he made a nice play to me. I just I didn't really see any other options other than to do that. And luckily enough, it worked out and um, got him with the five hole. So um, luckily enough, everything kind of just worked out there. And like I said, we were kind of nervous about the offside, but um, that was a great stretch pass by Rosie and, and realizing that uh, their team was wanting to change and get off. The shot you had a three-two where Jones makes an almost unbelievable save. Did you think that was going on? Uh, which one was that? I, don't know. I think he got it with a stick. On Marinson, are you talking about no, that no. one? On mine? Uh, I mean, you know, we were we did have chances around the net. We we did have scoring chances and second opportunities that we just didn't put in, and that's going to happen in the game. But uh, I mean, like I said, we, as a team, we want to be more dominant in our zone play and um, play down there in, in the other teams' zone more. And that's when we're at our best, obviously. And uh, the teams are, are scared when that happens with us. So um, you know, he made a couple of big saves for them there in the third, and 
same way as our goalie did for us in the second and third. And, I mean, without Jack, and who knows what that score could get up to. He, he made some huge saves on the power play, and, um, you know, those high tips are not easy to save, and he, he, he did it pretty well. All right, there's Mitch Marner hitting every quote in the book. Uh, your thoughts, scored Stelic. Marner, a beauty goal in this game. Yeah, I've, I've been, uh, we've both been there. I was there a lot years ago about when you lose after a game, and it sounds like you're at a visitation at a funeral at first initially. Like, you know, my boy looks great, and he went down pretty quick, and he's in a better place. And, uh, yeah, they're, they're out of material. Uh, everyone yes, speaks. Everyone's, as we are. Everyone speaks in sound bites now, and then and you guys were asking him questions about his goal. So when you know when he's getting on about his goal, he's asked questions about his goal because it was a beauty goal. He doesn't call him Soupy. I don't know why people say Jack Campbell's nickname is Soupy. I don't know. Everyone like always puts that handle to somebody named Campbell, but whatever. Jack Campbell was a key in tonight's game, and Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews did play well. I mean, they 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 played well for the Maple Leafs tonight, but as a team. Some of the things he said, whatever, if that's part of being immature, uh, not creating things, not sacrificing, not working hard, not being physical, whatever, let's uh, let's do it in Los Angeles and Anaheim. It is a Jekyll and Hyde team. Mm. Uh, let's not get the negative part going again that it cost you a playoff spot. Yeah, pretty much. And again, uh, to, you know, for Toronto's sake, Florida's playing terrible hockey right now, and they mailed it into the trade deadline when they when they traded Vinny Trocek. But you don't want to backpedal into the Stanley Cup playoffs if you are headed that direction. Again, the thing that got me is two goals from the fourth line of the San Jose Sharks. With all due respect to Anti Suomela, yeah. most of you watching this game or listening had no idea who this guy was. His first of the season, first in over a year, and Stefan Nason, who's been a waiver player around this league, New Jersey, elsewhere as well, scores his six. So Suomela had one and one in this game. Good on him. Evander Kane was a big story. Now 11 yeah. goals in 24 career games against Well, Suomela had one of those awkward bounce ones. Like the Leafs yeah. did have two unfortunate it's bounces. yes. But then it was, uh, you know, over, uh, I guess, over the other way, the, the unbalanced the other way with the amount of phenomenal uh, scoring chances that Jack Campbell had to stop. So so probably more of their elite players got robbed by Jack Campbell along the way and Suomela got the relatively easy one. Yeah, to me it was just, you know, the the ten bell opportunities, right? And that's been a theme with this team. They're so loose defensively. And it's not like San Jose's a juggernaut either defensively and they look pretty decent in this game. But uh Toronto again has had their issues getting the puck out of the zone. The same old story throughout this season. We've talked about it almost ad nauseum. So let's hear from some of the players. Again, that was Marner. Next up, we're gonna hear from Austin Matthews, who had one and one. He's four away from fifty. Yeah, I mean they play fast and um and I think we just you know, when the momentum kind of tipped their way, I think we didn't really do a very good job of, uh, of getting it back. I think they just kept coming and coming, and a lot of times uh, we just had no pushback, so um, tough to get stuff going that way. Second period's up to you guys, but is that kind of where you felt it start to slip away there mostly? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think we just got caught out there, and, um, you know, they were able to just continue to play in, in our zone and uh, kind of tire tire us out, tire uh, our back end out and just kind of wear on us. So, um, I mean, just kind of, like I said, they, they came with a good push there and we just really had no answer. What did you think of Soupy's play in that second period in terms of giving you guys a chance? Yeah, I mean, when we come into that uh, second intermission, you know, with the tie game, obviously uh, he made some some huge saves to keep us in it. And, I mean, that's that's on us to, to obviously kind of repay him back and, and come out in the third period uh, and play a little bit better than, than, than what we did there. So, um, I mean, he can only do so much. Uh, but obviously, he kept us in that second period, and you know, we went into the third uh, with the tie tie with a tie game. So we got to make sure that uh, you know our mindset going to the third is to kind of just forget about what we just kind of went through there and then try to pick it up. What did you think of Mitch's goal? It's nice. When the momentum tips against you guys, what's the idea in terms of trying to get him back? I mean, I think it's just 
keeping our composure on the bench, keeping our composure on the ice, not you know getting too riled up out there, just playing hockey. That's about it. All right, there's Austin Matthews after a 5-2 loss here in San Jose, and that's where we go right now to join Chris Johnson of uh, Sportsnet, Sportsnet.ca, and Hockey Night in Canada at the SAP Centre. CJ, thanks so much for hopping on here. Uh, your thoughts on this 5-2 loss to the San Jose Sharks tonight? Well, a bit of a, a weird game, strange game. You know, for the Leafs, a really disappointing game, I think, just because they, they came out here with, you know, I think a fair bit of positive momentum, they, they tightened things up a fair bit defensively, and I think it settled into a rhythm, and, and, you know, they blew an opportunity. The first period was fine. Uh, they went down the power play goal against, but, you know, I thought that they played well. But the second is, is mind-blowing uh, how one-sided that was for the Sharks. You know, obviously, there's two teams on the ice, and, and San Jose's got some talented players. But, you know, the second tends to be the period I think the Leafs are at their best because you got the long change to the bench, and, and – you know, when, when the Leafs are playing well, they do such a good job of controlling the puck and, and therefore hemming teams in and keeping them on the ice. And we've seen, you know, a lot of the Leafs' good good periods happen in the second. And, you know, I know that the, the score ends up 2-1 in that period because of some, some nice individual plays by Matthews and Marner. But, you know, that's where the game really got away from them in, in my estimation. And so, you know, I, I don't really have deep analysis on why that happened. I think it was a little weird. And, and uh, as you might imagine here, just uh, speaking to some of the players, and Sheldon Keefe, you know, I think they're they're pretty frustrated uh, with with the way things went down. Yeah, we're just talking about Nick and I, Chris, about the fact that, and we listened to a couple, some of the players earlier. And we kind of go, we don't even want to hear them anymore because when I say it's the same old crap, they're they're as uh, befuddled probably or can't say much more. In that, there's been some great wins, and then but when you're talking about losses, they're they're like these. Like the, the, they're bad ones. They're 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 ones where there's just a lack of intensity, a lack of showing up, a lack of many things. We we go back to the Dallas game was a pretty good one. They were down three nothing. They made it a three two game. But you know whether it was the Carolina game, the Pittsburgh game, the Chicago game, the Florida game, um, they have to get back on the ice again in L A and Anaheim and do what they did last week really. But these losses aren't like we're talking about. Wow, the Leafs lost four three and wow back to back end to end that empty you know, you know that game winning goal against them in the last minute of play. They just bleep the bed sometimes, too many times. Well, and, and, you know, I think that they felt that they'd made progress. I mean, they ground, they grinded the game out in Florida. You know, that was a game where they dominated the second. They didn't score, and it was a tie game. They had to be patient and, and got the winner in the third period. I mean, that's, that's what you want to see. I mean, I think, obviously, the team isn't going to have its best every night. Uh, it's, it's going to be different players coming and going. Different things are going to happen in the game. Crazy bounces off the end glass, stuff like that. But I think... You're right. You want to see a little bit more commitment to trying to find a way to win, even when you don't have your best. And, you know, look, this, this team has actually done pretty well in, in recent times. I think it's the way those losses have gone down. You're right. That has probably made it feel worse than it is. Um, but, you know, this one, th- th- there was just something missing there. And I thought that Marner actually, you know, had the, the strongest comments post game, just about not seeing enough, you know, shift after shift after shift where you're, you're building momentum as a team. You're seeing guys block shots or make sacrifices or, or do things to, to start, you know, tilting the ice in a certain direction. And, and, you know, San Jose ran their show tonight. And, you know, sometimes these teams are dangerous. It's March. Obviously the Sharks, like the Kings team they're going to see on Thursday, are, are well out of it. And, you know, sometimes you see those teams play loose and, and find actually some good stretches to finish the season. But, you know, given what's at stake for the Leafs and where things are at here in San Jose, I mean, that, that shouldn't happen. And Toronto's had time off. I know it's a long flight out and all those things, but um, I think that there'll be some soul searching after that one. And I don't know what to tell you. I, I don't know what we're going to see Thursday. I, I really 
don't have any sense on any given night what this team is going to give you. And, and you're, I think your, your criticism is fair in that they just don't seem to win too often when they don't have their best game. Yeah, pretty much echoing our sentiments here from the first uh, half hour show, and it's hard to believe only 15 games remaining in this season and uh, a month to uh, today uh, here in the Eastern Times when at least April 4th the NHL season will conclude. Uh, any di- disclosure, Chris, uh, on who gets the nod in between the pipes and the potential revenge game for uh, Campbell on Thursday night? No, they they haven't said. You know, Sheldon Keefe, you know, has kind of acknowledged this morning that that they would split the, those starts. You know, given the way he's managed the team really since taking over, I would expect you see Campbell against his former team in L.A. on Thursday and Frederick Anderson against his former team in Anaheim on Friday. But, you know, obviously there's got to be more than sentiment that goes into this kind of call with with the least needing points and still very much in a a close playoff race and not wanting to kind of lose the cushion they built up with a good week last week. And so uh, we'll, we'll get official word, I would think, tomorrow. But... I have to guess it's Campbell. I, you know, I, I had no problem with his game. He, you know, kind of strangely, he fell on the sword after this one. But you know, I, I thought he made some some good saves. He gets beat on an odd man rush on Kane's second goal in the third period. You know, which is something that shouldn't be coming down his way. That end, he two pucks take funny hops off the end boards and end up in his net. And the first one was you know a tip on a power play. I mean, obviously, you you want the goalie to save the hard ones too. Uh, it's not to completely remove fault on all four goals, but but I don't think. By any stretch, he was the reason they lost that game. So I think that they would want to give him that L.A. game and then uh, try to finish things up with Freddie and Anaheim. Conspiracy theorists wonder. Now, we wanted to get everyone said, give Freddie some more rest, and I don't have a problem with it. And Jack Campbell's played great, played phenomenal tonight. But you wonder, uh, is there an off chance something's not 100% with Freddie, or do you just think it was time? Sheldon Keefe thought, um, I'm going to spot him a game here besides the schedule back-to-backs. I think it was time in their minds. You know, I've spoken to Freddie a bit the last two days since we've been out here in California and nothing about his demeanor or his attitude. In fact, he's been in really great spirits, suggests that he's battling anything. He had a long uh, session on the ice today with Steve Breer, the Leafs goalie coach. So you know, I, the conspiracy theorists are everywhere in Toronto, but but I don't think they're onto something in this case. You know, I, I do believe there's something to the fact that Anderson hasn't performed well in this building in San Jose uh, Jack Campbell did win a game with the LA Kings here earlier in the year that, that they're, they're, they're looking for an opportunity for, for Campbell to get back in and to give Freddie rest. They're looking for a place where he might have success or, or some comfort. And, you know, obviously it didn't pay off in this particular game, but you know, so much of this is going to be dependent on, on how this playoff race uh, unfolds. But if the Leafs maintain a, 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 a margin that's comfortable over Florida, you know, I, I think, you know, what is there, 15 games left? It wouldn't surprise me if Campbell sees five or six of those. And, and they, they really try to, to limit the amount of time Anderson's in the net down the stretch. Now, obviously, if, if it gets close and every game is tooth and nail, you know, you probably won't see that kind of division. But I think ideally the Leafs want to keep Anderson uh, close to that 60-game mark in the regular season. I believe he's at 50 appearances as we're talking right now. And so, you know, with only two more back-to-backs, uh, remaining at this stage, uh, I, I just don't. I, I don't think that. I think they're really going to try to ease him off and have him in the best frame of mind, the best uh, uh, mental position to to attack the playoffs. Well, certainly at a snail's pace right now, and like you, we wait with bated breath to find out what Maple Leafs team comes out in La La Land or at La La Land on Thursday night. CJ, thanks so much. Just appreciate it. We'll talk Thursday night, okay? All right, boys. We'll talk then.
There's Chris Johnson of uh, Sportsnet, Sportsnet.ca, and Hockey Night in Canada. And I like that all three of us were on the same page, that this is a very Jekyll and Hyde team. And are we really shocked they came out this way to start their road trip? Not really. Yeah, no, no, not not shocked and uh, disappointed. Par for the course. And again, if they come back with two out of six points, then they're <laughs> they're making it, again, a little bit more interesting where they need not make it more interesting. By the way, a two-game week for the uh, Florida Panthers. They have Boston on Thursday, and they have Montreal on Saturday. So the, the Leafs will have that extra game this week, but everything catches up. As we all know, the Cats have that game in hand right now, and their next game is coming up on Thursday. So I think it's about the time of the year we scoreboard watch, right, Gordon? Yeah, oh, absolutely. I didn't but, think we'd be in this position. No, no, and after, and, you know, and after, again, I go back to uh, Zamboni Gate, Goldie Gate, <laughs> David Ayers, and just the big thing was uh, Florida didn't take a chance, can capitalize the night they lost to Vegas. Everybody was losing to Vegas, but, I mean, yeah. that's what it came down to. And then last week, and, you know, to Chris's point, it's funny because he, he, I think he did the same thing we did. He started mentally going through games. I know, really. You know, and then and kind of saying, well, Florida, they play, but, yeah, yeah, Florida was a real good game. We're talking about – you know, the losses that are, I want to say good losses, but just were tight competitive battles. And as Chris went back over the itinerary, he kind of said, yeah, yeah, they really, uh, <laughs> These guys know what they're talking they about. really kind of bleep the bed. You know, come to think of it, it's probably that two, one shootout loss to the Calgary flames. at Scotiabank arena was the last hard fought point to Maple mm-hmm. Leaf Scott, but they lost sight, but you're right. Like every game they lose has been a, a disappointing effort where yeah. we come on the airways and at a loss for words. And this one, the same, a five, two loss, to the San Jose Sharks, it's Nick Alberga and Gord Stellick. We'll continue on. We'll go inside the locker room. Hope to hear from Sheldon Keefe as well and get you set for the back-to-back. Continuing here in California, Los Angeles on Thursday night, Anaheim on Friday night. Brought to you by your GTA Acura retailers. You're listening to Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590, the Fan and the Leafs radio network. Don't worry, we'll turn the lights off when we leave. But we're not done yet. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. And so the start to the three-game California trip, not so good. A 5-2 loss here to San Jose. It's Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic on Leafs Nation postgame. Brought to you by your GTA Acura retailers at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stelic, where you can follow on Twitter. And it's time for the VTech call of the game when the ultimate Toronto sports getaway with the VTech wake up call. Call 416 413 4141. Leave a message and set your alarms every Friday morning for your chance at the weekly $500 prize. To qualify for the grand prize, visit sportsnet.ca slash 590 for details. Burns plays it ahead and it gets by everyone. And now Tyson Berry for the lease has it at his own blue line. Rink wide pass Marner. Ahead for Matthews. Cutting in on the right side. Back to backhand shot scores! Holy Mackinac! What a bit of wizardry there from 16. Marner makes a great play with his skate to push it up. And it is tied at two. Added to the individual highlight reel and the keyword being individual, what an effort by Mitch Marner. What a pass by Austin Matthews and clearly overshadowing the three game point streak for one Martin Marinch and Gordon. Ah, uh, yes. And, uh, yeah, it, it is going to be one of the goals of the year. And again, it's unfortunate that, and, and Marner articulated it post game. So here they tie it up two two. Uh, a game. They got no business being in Jack Campbell has been the difference. Now you have the momentum you a deflated San Jose time team temporarily. And to your point, two quick goals and it turns around again. I mean, here's the time what all those things that they lack doing. And we talked to Chris about just didn't happen. 
know, just didn't happen. You thought, you know, you're going to find a way to win this. So you don't remember this highlight reel goal being one that helped turn things around against a win against the San Jose Sharks. It's just a phenomenal goal in what ends up being a brutal effort by the team. Very well put. And that, to me, as a Leafs fan, is what triggers me the most, is these starts to these third period, Gord. Like, again, 50 seconds apart, this game was over. We are watching it together. We are feeling good. The Maple Leafs grossly outplayed in the second period, yet outshot 18-6, to six, and then that's the way they come out in the third period. Just there, there's no fight back. There's no bounce back sometimes, and you need that sometimes. Uh, you got to gut your way to a victory, and they just did not, um, you know, get it done, basically. And again, they got 15 games to figure this out, Gord, but... As the games pass by, uh, you know, you start to really wonder about this season if it's going to be, in fact, a lost season for this franchise. Well, they got they got a chance chance to salvage it. Yeah. Um, I would never term it a it'd be it'd be a disappointing season. Not a lost not, season. No, no. It's a it's it's already a, a disappointing season. So if it's lost and found, it won't be a found season. I don't know what I don't know what you want to call it. Like found season go, would be like making the playoffs and for, doing something in the and, playoffs. And the other part is quite often when you get somewhere. You have some adversity along the way, a bit of a setback, a bit of a hiccup along the way. It's been a I'm long not, adversity bout. Well, I mean, this this would be the season yeah. uh, that in this case. So, so I'm just I'm just sort of yeah. rationalizing that a little bit. Yeah, but this, the season's been a disappointment, plain and simple. Mm. Somehow, well, not somehow, you should get in the playoffs, and then <laughs> if you end up winning a playoff round in a year when it's least expected, then all of a sudden you look back and you look at some of the gains. I mean, that's just the way it goes. But right now, regardless of what happens, they can pretty well go 15 and 0. Well, maybe if they go 15 and 0, that would be different. But what you know, uh, with a real good record, and it shows you still look back in it in its entirety, and it's a disappointing season. I can, I can picture the montage on Hockey Night in Canada in mid June, the Maple Leafs, and they'll show stinker after stinker after stinker after stinker, and then the Maple Leafs hoist the Stanley Cup. I can see it, Gordon. Well, you know, we and hey, first of all, where we work for, they paid a lot of money for the TV rights, yeah, and the Canadian teams as a whole, and the Leafs in particular you know, haven't gone very deep in the playoffs. And it, 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 just imagine that. Imagine that kind of buzz. It just would, any Canadian-based team, first of all, love it, but particularly Toronto. And, you know, you thought this year there were going to, going to be strides made yeah. in the playoffs, and they may end up doing those. I'm not predicting it, but they may end up doing those despite having a much inferior regular season. Yeah, this market's hungry. There's no doubt. I mean, we got the taste of a championship last summer with the Toronto Raptors, and that's why I think people are even more heated about the way this season has gone for the Maple Leafs. But you're right. I mean, we got to stay positive. Uh, Hopefully some sort of streak is coming this team's way, and... You know, we'll just laugh about this in five months from now. But I just well, it won't be a vague concept. They'll be on the ice again Thursday. So if they do a second consecutive <laughs> one, then you're saying, "Wow, guys, you really want to help the Florida Panthers uh, be competitive?" Maybe there's you know? a conspiracy. Like a player on the ice will pull off his jersey, and it'll be a Florida Panthers jersey because neither of these teams like like at this point. Like, do you want to make the playoffs? That's my question. To either side and Sergey Bobrovsky, by the way, banged up right now for the Panthers. So who knows if he'll even go on. Uh, on Thursday, but that team again, I documented the numbers since their bye week have been disappointing. I think they're five, ten, and two since the bye week. So uh, they're helping Toronto out certainly right now. And we'll see what the Maple Leafs have in store coming up Thursday night. Again, we don't know who will start that game. Maybe we find out tomorrow. But Jack Campbell, Kyle Clifford, their return to Staples Center. So no doubt I'm going to bring some Kleenex in because those video tributes are going to be something, especially for Clifford. Uh, wins the Stanley Cup with that organization. I get it, so we'll get the tears ready. But for now, Gord, we're going to hear from a backup goalie again, and this has been a big topic of conversation throughout this season uh, with Jack Campbell, right, and and what he's done for this team 
Um, you know, since coming over from the Los Angeles Kings, taking nothing away from Hutchinson and, and Garrett Sparks, but I really feel Jack Campbell has brought stability to this position. Yeah, he's grown and he's grown a mustache to uh, support Austin <laughs> Matthews' quest for 50 goals. And the Rocket Richard and I had a beard earlier on. Whenever. I like to. I beard. helped get him there, and uh, and he'll help take him <laughs> home. But he certainly is. You know, goalies can be different. Can be moody and and different type of personalities. They're different, yes. Chill, uh, disliked, strange. And he sounds like one of those guys that's just really is embraced by his teammates. Yeah, you can find my mustache in the month of November. Here's uh, Jack Campbell. I feel like you were bailing water on a, a very wet day, especially in that second period as as the boat filled up. I just know I got a lot better. I'm just disappointed. Uh, you know, I thought we played, uh, you know, we, we battled. And, uh, you know, I just think Jones outplayed me, bottom line. So I'm not happy about that. And uh, I just feel responsible for this one. Are the end boards known for being lively here? Or is that just a couple of specific circumstances? I mean, I've played well here before. And, uh, yeah, I don't know what was going on there. I mean, must have greased them up before the game, but I mean they were pucks were coming off pretty pretty strange angles, but no excuses. I just got to find the puck and make the save. You're coming after the longest layoff of the season. How did you feel? Was it a rust? No, I mean I felt sharp and dialed in, and um, just yeah, no excuse for uh, giving up four. Just not acceptable. Team jammed in, especially in that second period. Uh, what were they doing? What was Toronto not able to do given? The 18 shots you saw. I just thought they played with some pace. You know, they you got to give them credit. Sometimes, you know, it's a pretty good league out there, and um, you know they got some good players. They were came to play tonight, and you know I thought we weathered the storm. We uh, had some big time plays by some of our big time players, and uh, got us back in the game. And you know we were going into the third right where we wanted to be, and uh, it's just you know I just got to shut the door. That's the bottom line. What were you thinking when Austin made that play? It was huge. I mean, those are some big-time plays. And, you know, the first one, Maddie blocked the shot in front. Um, you know, we go down and score. Um, Mitchie and that line made another great play on that second one. And we were right there. So it's just disappointing. All right, so there's Jack Campbell again. Uh, he, he was solid in this game. A couple of fortuitous, uh, fortuitous bounces, I should say, by the San Jose Sharks. Their fourth line really stepped up anti Suomela. And Stefan Nason, Evander Kane, two goals, and Redeem Shimik, the uh, the empty netter, a 5-2 win here for San Jose. We're going to wrap things up after this. Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic, and we'll get you set for Thursday night in Los Angeles where we'll have Leafs Nation postgame. And you're listening to Leafs Nation postgame brought to you by your GTA Actor retailers. After a meal like that, you deserve a little dessert. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. All right, welcome back to Leafs Nation Post Game, brought to you by your GTA Acura retailers. Hello to our friends listening in podcast form. It's Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stelic after a disappointing, how many times we said this, a 5-2 loss to the San Jose Sharks starting off their California trip um, in pretty Maple Leafs fashion this season. But Gord, next up, as you snarl away, uh, Thursday night. In Los yep. Angeles, uh, big return for Jack Campbell and Kyle Clifford. You know Trevor Moore is going to be fired up about that game. Yeah, and those things matter. They yeah. really do. They really do. And uh, Money on the board. Uh, Jack Campbell, you know, Jack Campbell did say 
he got outplayed by Martin Jones. I give him credit for saying that. He didn't get outplayed by Martin good. Jones. He, yeah, I like good. I like that. I mean, yeah. he's just sort of, you know, competing as a goaltender and feels when he loses. Uh, he got out, you know, that kind of thing. It's disappointing. Martin Jones did play really well. But, uh, yeah, we'll see those guys in there. And um, Kyle Clifford had a couple of good hits. They never did show the replay on the biggest hit, no, did they? Whatever. No. Anyway, he had a he had a great he, no had a, uh, he had a great hit that way, and just that little physicality and and presence. I like it. I'm waiting for Maple Leaf Scully to come out and say like, "Hey, is this team going to play defense?" and just call the team out. <laughs> like I'm at that point because you know, for all the flack that Freddie Anderson and even to an extent Michael Hutchinson took, although most of it was warranted. The play in front of them is scary at times, Gord. And I felt that way. You know, Tyson Berry, I didn't notice a lot in this game, which I think is good from a defensive standpoint. I noticed Dermot a lot, which is scary. Yeah. Uh, Marinchin, well, Marinchin's Marinchin. Uh, Dermot, you know, those Justin Hall, I noticed for the wrong. It, it's more the play in front that's so loose. And just the key and big-time opportunities and the pressure being put on the goaltenders is crazy to me right now. Well, Barry played 27 minutes, a little over 27 yeah. minutes, so that's what he's playing with Morgan I thought he was in this game, honestly. thought he was fine. Yeah. And Dermot, you know, just started off that, we just mentioned about do do the things, do the simple things, start a three-on-two rush that he was the spearheading and then um, lost the puck, lame one, and then got a penalty, you know, uh, and they scored on the power scored. play, you know, yeah. just that kind of thing. It just... That was just the kind of play that was a bit of a turner in the first period. The Leafs have started off so, so well. I, I just more yeah. mean, I've, I'm, I'm big on Travis Dermott. He's a part of their yeah. foundation, part of their D, but just those little elements of sloppiness. Yeah, just not to compare it too much to the elite teams in this league, if you will, but at times they're guilty of not playing like a, a cohesive unit, right? And what I mean by that is being a body that moves up the ice together as a five-man team as opposed to a one-person the Peter Horchuk system again, yeah. all over about five, but it, five, five. But it's true though. Like you, you watch some of the best teams. Like I watch St. Louis a lot. I watch Colorado quite a bit. The Boston Bruins, Tampa Bay Lightning. When they're playing their best, they work as a team, a unit. I mean, use each other out there. And sometimes the Maple Leafs are guilty of being very individual in the way they move the puck. Sometimes. Well, it goes back to Doug Armstrong's line that his St. Louis Blues were a bunch of independent contractors. Was how they're playing and <laughs> on the team. It was like and, me. <laughs> and two and two years later yeah. was uh they win the Stanley Cup. Yeah. So about finding that kind of thing that, you know, they, they change things a little bit talent wise, but really it comes down to that. So if that's the description the Leafs were like independent contractors tonight, that's that's not a bad one. It just yeah, no, it's just it's just a the je ne sais quoi, you know? Yeah, it's just a disappointing lackluster effort, not for the entire game, but from the second period on, basically, and and that's why you're just not happy. Is the this this one doesn't pass the smell test. For Toronto Maple Leaf fans. Yeah, it's just puzzling on a lot of fronts. And again, that first period, you come out strong. You're feeling good about this road trip. Next thing you know, outshot 18 to 6 in the second period. Then in the third period, you let two goals in 50 seconds. That's your night of 5-2 loss here to San Jose. So Gord set us up. Got a back-to-back -back potential revenge games. Thursday and Friday, we'll have Leafs Nation postgame for both. It's LA and Anaheim. And we said don't sleep on San Jose. Certainly don't sleep on L.A. or Anaheim, they've both been playing some decent hockey after the trade deadline. Yeah, and always that back-to-back -back thing. But, yeah. you, but you just do the bus ride after. nine percent is it, right? Yeah, you, do the, <laughs> you do the bus ride for, from one place to the other. It's very close. So it's not that bad. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I expected four out of six points. So um, Here we go. We're on track. Yeah, so they're on track <laughs> if they win the next two. And, again, it's we, we were talking about this in Carolina. We went over it eight, 84 different ways post-game. But we just came back that they have to do their talking on the ice, and it started with what was viewed as a difficult place in Tampa Bay, which actually wasn't a difficult place back then. Tampa Bay started struggling a little bit, 
But Leafs full marks for how they played to get back on track the final three games, the last three games, and they're going to have to do that again on uh, against the LA Kings. They're they're better than both these teams. They are. Doesn't mean they automatically beat both these teams. Maybe tonight will remind them that lesson that you just can't assume you're going to show up and play pond hockey at Otter Creek. I love using Otter Creek like as the that. analogy. I like that. And quite win a bit. the game. So we wait again with bated breath to find out what Maple Leafs team we'll see on Thursday night. And we'll join you for Leafs Nation postgame to tell you what team, in fact, showed up. Yeah, door number one, door number two, <laughs> or door number three. Is there a door number four? We'll find out. Uh, that's scored Stelic. Many thanks to Vic Pilati and Sam McKee, Josh Santos behind the glass. A 5-2 loss here to the San Jose Sharks. Folks, all we can do, just move on to Thursday night where the Maple Leafs visit the Los Angeles Kings. Brought to you by your GTA Acura retailers. You've been listening to Leafs Nation postgame here on Sportsnet. 5-9 of the fan. been listening to Leafs Nation postgame brought to you by your local GTA Acura dealers. Visit yours today.